Good morning, Cairo Casters. This is Dr. Drew Rubin. I'm here to tell you about my two favorite businesses that work alongside me every single day, Cairo Right and Preferred Chiropractic Doctor. Without the two of them, I really wouldn't be able to do the kind of business that I do, right? With Cairo Right, documentation, printing up all those kind of important documents that we need for EHR. It is fabulous stuff. PCD, all my financials are done through PCD, Preferred Chiropractic Doctor. So I love those companies. You should check them out. Here's the podcast. All right, let's get started. Um, don't look around at the words in this uh, particular uh, particular uh, slide here, but tell me uh, what style, like, or who do you think this artist could be? This looks like Monet, doesn't it? Yeah. This this looks like Monet. Um, and it's, it's actually quite an amazing uh, story. Uh, this particular artist is an eight-year-old girl um, who has like nonverbal autism. And this is the different uh, paintings that she has made, right? So uh, talk about, her name is Iris Grace. Um, let's see if I can find a picture of this cute little thing. There she is, right there. So, so unbelievable talent. She she uh, was eight years old when she made some of these. Um, so th that's pretty impressive, huh? Can any of us do that? No. Probably not, right? And just just to give you an example, so he, this is her painting, right? And uh, this is Monet. Not a whole lot different, right? Except a uh, hundred years. Uh, and uh, in terms of difference uh, in when this was uh, made, uh, and uh, a, different, a way different age group, and someone who studied you know painting, and someone who uh, just is what they would call a savant, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that term, savant, but when certain children uh, on the spectrum are so far gifted on one very specific piece, they call them savants. Um, we uh, had... Um, we heard this example of a, of a, a patient um, at the uh, Marcus Autism uh, Center in, uh, at Emory. Uh, I was talking to one of the docs there, and she said um, this one uh, other savant that, uh, that they were studying was a calendar counter. So what uh, he could do is you could say July 4, 1776, and he'd say Wednesday. Wow. You know, and uh, August 8, 2090, and he'd say Saturday. And he was able to figure this out. And they asked him, uh, and he was able to go way, way, way back and way, way, way forward. And, they, and, and there was no hesitation, and he was always right. And he's, they kept on asking, how did you do that? And he said, it's just pictures. Just pictures in my head, right? Just pictures, right? So imagine, like, you and I don't look at a calendar as a picture, but imagine they do. You know, Claude Monet, he had to study all this and figure all this stuff out and come up with his own style and stuff. And... She just kind of did it, right? She just kind of did it from an, is this innate intelligence. She was able to tap into this, yeah. What's the name? Sorry. What's the uh, Watercolors, I guess. Yeah. Yes. Was she exposed to Monet's uh, You know, a good question. I don't know. But even if she was, for an eight-year-old girl, mm -hmm. that's amazing. That's amazing. Exposed or not exposed. But I agree. She, she may have been exposed to it. So here's another uh, example. I love uh, showing this kind of stuff. So um, this is uh, an interesting painting 
Uh, well, actually, it's, it's not really a painting, but it is art. Um, how do you think this is made? I want you to think about it. Don't read anything. How do you think this is made? Very good. Very good. It's actually a cut paper. Uh, this is the medium here. This is cut paper. Uh, another young boy, I think he's an early teenager. Uh, all this is cut paper. And if you think about how amazing this is compared to someone like, uh, like this here. I know this is small. I can't get it to enlarge. This is Paul Klee, who is the very famous modern artist, um, who also did very similar you know, kind of things uh, to this. So, okay, was this boy exposed to Paul Klee, right? Was the other girl exposed to Monet? You know, and maybe yes, maybe no, but the amazing thing is what's inside, right? And I think that's the missing thing that we need to talk about in kids with, with, uh, who have autism. First off, we never will, will address a child with autism as an autistic kid, right? It's always a child with autism or an adult with autism. That is how they preferentially prefer to be spoken about is someone with autism, right? So that's the first thing. Second thing is, is most, of, most children or adults who are on the spectrum have unbelievable capacity. It's just we have to tap into it, right? Uh, it's interesting. A, a chiropractor uh, emailed me today, and he said, um, you know, I feel like uh, I don't even know what I'm doing with these kids when they come in to see me because there's so many problems and so many issues, and how can a chiropractor actually help these kids and I said you're part of a team right we're part of a team and the one thing that that we can help with these kids whether they're on the spectrum or the ADHD or LD or whatever the initial alphabet soup happens to be is we can help them express themselves right why not make them the best version that of whoever they can be right isn't that the whole point it's that like it, it, he was thinking I think uh, and I hear this from a lot of people he was thinking that my job as a chiropractor is to get this kid who isn't speaking to speak but no 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 that we're, we're I have nothing to do with whether or not the child speaks nothing to do with whether what what they do in their life my job is one thing one thing only what's that improve their brain and nerve system that's it that's it what they do with that improvement is up to them and their maker, right? I have no, I cannot control them. I, you know, we are not marionettes, you know, operators to, to be able to wiggle around and say, okay, now they're going to... And you know what's amazing? Some of the kids who come into the practice who don't talk now can talk, which is really super cool. But that's not all of them. And so, so we can't write... So this is an important thing for you to think about later on when you're, when you're seeing these, these children and you're writing like a goal list in your you know, in your EHR, you're not going to write speaking because you can't make that a goal. How would you ever know? Right. I would love it. That, that'd be a nice thing to happen. But that's not, you can't make that as a chiropractic goal. That's not a chiropractic goal. Your chiropractic goal is remove subluxations, improve nerve you know, performance, uh, improve brain functioning. And whatever happens with that is their manifestation, you know, of that. That's what I think is... Yes? Like, I've tried all the, like, I've tried all these different approaches. They're just not going to speak. Or at least for right now, versus, like, um, you know, something else I could do. That's a great question. So uh, the question is, um, if you're dealing with these kids, uh, when is it that you think that uh, if a, a child, that whatever you're doing, it probably isn't going to create a, a speaking result or whatever? <clears throat> that is not part of my construct. 
right? I would love for them to speak. What I want to see is I want to see neurological improvement, right? So I want to see eye contact improve. That's a neurological improvement that I would expect, right? Because speaking is a very high order thing. And if speaking comes, that's really fabulous. And I would be encouraging them to bring their kids to speech therapists if they're not, because they're going to work on them for hours. I would encourage them to seek other things. Like I mentioned to this other chiropractor who emailed me, I said, we're a team, right? So a child on the spectrum is going to have an occupational therapist and a speech therapist and a physical therapist and, a, and they should have a chiropractor, every one of them, uh, and has a developmental pediatrician as well as a regular pediatrician. You're a part of a, of a multimodal approach. And the parents also got to do tons of work. And this is probably one of the biggest things that I see as a problem is we have a, a child uh, you know, recently who, who came in and uh, the child is um, six years old and can kind of mimic and say a few words here and there but really doesn't speak a whole lot. Um, it's more like selective mutism, whereas that he can speak, but he's just choosing not to speak. And one of the most important things that we can do to help these kids is tell the parents, work with them at home to encourage them to speak, right? So, so do, you know, read a book and say, instead of just reading the book and just flying through it and whatever, just to go, what's this? This is a bird, bird, bird. What does a bird say? You know, tweet, tweet, right? Okay, that's the dog. What is, what's the dog? Dog says what? Says woof, woof, right? And we, we, so even though you're like, well, but I have a six-year-old kid. I shouldn't be reading that way to it. Well, but their brain isn't six, Right? So we have to put that into consideration. And a lot of, see, what, what happens with a lot of these parents of, of uh, challenged children is they get into what, we, what uh, Seligman, Martin Seligman calls learned helplessness. They just kind of give up. So instead of trying to get their kids to talk and working, and you know what? Okay, most kids should be talking by age one, saying first words, and by two, should have some sentences. But that doesn't always happen, but it shouldn't mean that you, give, you stop. Right? But a lot of people will stop. But, it's, but neuroplasticity says that you should never stop because it can, it can come at any time. Right? Anytime, anywhere. Uh, I showed the advanced uh, technique class a video of a nonverbal autistic child who spoke at graduation a few months ago and nobody knew he was able to speak more than a few words. And the guy s stood up and did a whole speech for six minutes. Right? So anything is possible given the right amount of time. So, so that was a great, great question, but you just don't know what time frame he has or she has, right? So, so we may, may say, well, you know, three, two times a week, three times a week for this and two times a week for this, and we have this time frame thing that we magically concoct from, uh, from really nothing. Um, and so, but that may not be their time schedule. Their time schedule might be years. So during that time, you're just, you're just trying new things, new approaches, new the, 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 the key thing it, with, with special needs kids is novel introduction of forces. So whether it is a, a, a different source of adjustments, whether it's different exercises, um, anything different, you know, new novel things. And eventually, what we, what the point is to get into their little world, and then when they, you get into their little world, then they can start appreciating you know, this world. Because right now, they're in their own little world. Carolyn? Okay, that's great. Great. So how do you write goals? The, the goals are improved neurologic performance. So 
uh, primitive reflexes. I expect my, their primitive reflexes to go from this to this. I expect their eye tracking to go from this to this. I expect their posture to go from this to this. My goals are chiropractic goals and not you know, verbal goals because if you really think about it in terms of goals as what a chiropractor should be writing, that's not what we should be writing. We shouldn't be writing about whether or not they're speaking because that's really not within our scope. Okay. Right? So we really need to choose goals that are based on, our, on exa- our examination. Like, what do we do during our exam? Well, that's our goal is to improve those things. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. So, so I want to show you this because there's, there, there's a savant in every child, really. Uh, regardless of whether they're on the spectrum or not. But there's a gift in every single child. There's a gift in every single adult, right? And the, the idea for the idea why you guys are here, like in this classroom, is because you are, are honing your gift, right? And hopefully that gift is you know, more focused on pediatrics, and if it's not, that's cool. At least you'll learn something. Uh, but, but the point is, is that, that we... My goal in the office is... I want to see the kids be the best expression of themselves. And the adults too, really. Uh, but the kids especially. I want the kids to be the best expression of themselves. You know, I, I, I had to wait personally for 15 years before I found chiropractic. So from age 5 to age 20, I suffered with the horriblest asthma and allergies you can imagine. And I don't want any kid to have to suffer 15 years if they don't have to. You know? so, so, so for me, there is, a, there is an urgency to see the children. And that's what I want you guys to think of, you know, when you're here and you're in clinic or you're at peak offices or you're, you're graduating and you're in your own practice. Like, there's got to be an urgency to see the people. It's not just like, I need to pay my bills or my student loans. Like, who the hell cares? Honestly, that's a pretty shabby goal, you know. Pay your student loans. One way or the other, they're going to get paid off. Like, who cares, right? The, the, you know what the goal is, is I see so many bloody people in a short period of time that I pay my student goals off like this. That's a goal, right? It's about the people, not about the student loans, right? The student loans were your gift in, right? Right? Like you go to a concert, right? You want to see some famous person in concert. Well, you got to pay money to get in. Well, that's how you become a chiropractor. You got to pay money to get in. You want to join the club? It costs 200 grand, <clears throat> right? Just like a country club. Right? It's just like a country club. It costs money to come in to the country club. So welcome to the country club. <laughs>